Welcome to Lionel Home Loans. Um, welcome everyone. This is a new episode. This episode is going to focus on reverse mortgages. Um, I had a few episodes uh, ago where I talked about FHA loans and a reverse mortgage is a is a, an FHA loan actually. Um, there's two reverse mortgages types actually. There's the FHA loan, FHA loan version and then there's a proprietary version. So tonight I'm going to go over those basics. I'm going to go over what those two things are. Um, some misconceptions about the reverse mortgages and the different ways a reverse mortgage can be used and the different types of payments. Um, so this is an educational episode. It's gonna, it's not gonna take that long compared to other mortgage to other episodes. So it should be a lot quicker. Um, so I'm just gonna jump right into it. So a reverse mortgage is a specially designed loan for homeowners age 62 and above. Um, it's also known as a home equity conversion mortgage, a HECM. This program has been insured by the Federal Housing Administration since 1988, and now that's the FHA. According to the Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, reverse mortgages work by allowing homeowners to convert a portion of their home equities into cash without having to sell the home or make regular monthly mortgage payments. Unlike a traditional foreign mortgage, where the, where the borrower must begin repaying the loan right away, Homeowners do not have to pay, uh, repay the funds received from the HECM until after the final borrower no longer lives in the home. There are no monthly mortgage payments required. There's a misconception about, about one in every five reverse mortgages that lead, lead to default. It's not true. The media is not telling you, what the media is not telling you is that there are very rare cases are, that do happen where, where they take, goes into defaults because of unpaid taxes um, and insurance or negligence. Um, so a HECM is pretty much a reverse mortgage that's, insur that's insured by the FHA. Um, FHA insures lenders against losses on the HECM loan, so it insures the bank or the mortgage company. Um, it guarantees the borrowers access to the available HECM funds should a lender not pay, and designs and administers the guidelines governing the lender and borrower eligibility and use of the home equity conversion mortgage loans. Now, a proprietary reverse mortgage is a little bit different. I mentioned that earlier. So those mortgages are offered by lenders and it's not insured by the FHA. But the borrower must, may use proceeds for more than one purpose. So you have more wiggle room on what you can do. It's, it's, um, you have more options. And like I said, because it's not through HECM, um, it's not an FHA loan, um, the interest rate is a little bit higher, but you might have more access. Um, and, and with the proprietary loan, what I noticed, like I mentioned earlier, that you have to be 62 and older with the HECM, with the proprietary loan. I've, I've noticed that reverse mortgages that do offer this product, you can be 55. So it, it's a lot younger too. Now let's go over the traditional uh, traditional mortgages versus reverse mortgages. The similarities. So the homeowner maintains the title and ownership of the property. The homeowner is responsible for property taxes, insurance, and maintenance only. Uh, I'm sorry, for that as well, for both mortgages. Uh, loans are secured by notes and deeds. And closing costs for reverse mortgage are similar for those of traditional mortgages. Now, the differences. Reverse mortgages. Uh, the difference for reverse mortgages is that they do, they do not require a mortgage payment to be made. Um, the credit line for a HECM can never be reduced. It is guaranteed to increase over time regardless of the loan balance, the loan balance or home value. Home value. So what that means is that when you get a line of credit on a house, a HELOC, it can be reduced, it can be closed. Um, you can only access it for a certain amount of time. But a reverse mortgage, the credit line for a HECM line of credit, uh, 
it can never be reduced. So there's various ways of getting a, a home equity um, conversion mortgage or a reverse mortgage. And one of the options or some of the options are they give you a, a lump sum payment. And another one is to give you um, a line of credit. Think of like having a credit card that's tied to the house. So for example, let's say the house was worth a million dollars and the whole balance is paid off. So there's no balance on it. It's a million dollars where it's worth the house value. Um, you know, theoretically you can get, um, just, just examples you can get um, for, you know, for a specific type of buyer, you can maybe get up to 500, 600,000 of a line of credit. So it's like having a credit card with that 600,000 credit card limit that they have, um, they have, they have, they have access to in the, in the, and that they can pull out for different things. So that that's how that's what they mean by credit line. Um, another difference is um, the borrower will never have to whenever is never required to repay more than their home is worth. So it's not going to go upside down. That means that the 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 loan exceeds the value of the house um, and and pays a modest FHA insurance premium to gain these benefits. The borrowers must be at least sixty two in order to apply. Like I said, that's for FHA loans. For proprietary, you can be fifty five. Now you're probably wondering when is reverse mortgage due? So reverse mortgage is due when the borrowers or their heirs should let the servicer on the loan know when a maturity event has occurred. The servicer will work with them to determine how the loan will be repaid. Typically, the servicer will order an appraisal to determine the value of the home at the time. Then when the home is sold, uh, reverse mortgages payoffs will be deducted from the sale proceeds. Any additional money from the sale of the home is passed on to the borrower or their heirs. They could also choose to keep the home and refinance in their names. So it becomes due, for example, let's say someone gets it when they're 16 and let's say they live 20, 30 years from now and they pass away. Um, their family has the opportunity about six months to pay the reverse mortgage. Um, if they can't come up with the, with the balance that's due, then they get another six months. So they have about a year. So at that time, a year later, if no one's paid the, the mortgage, then what the what the lender does is they sell the house, and whatever the balance is owed, which is the principal amount plus interest, gets they they get they get that those funds, and the rest goes to the IR. That's one way that um, a reverse mortgage is due. Another way is if um is if the borrower lives at another location more than six months. So at that moment, they're no longer living there. Majority of the time, or half of the time, they have to sell the house, and the mortgage is due, or at least the mortgage is due. Another situation is when someone sells a house, they just move out. There's a mortgage on it. There's a reverse mortgage. Then they have to sell the house and the reverse mortgage gets their proceeds based on what they brought or what they took out. Those are the couple situations where a reverse mortgage is due. Um, like I said, if they die or they sell the house or they don't live there uh, any longer because that's supposed to be their primary residence or they don't live there a majority of the time. Now, advantages of a reverse mortgage. So you can use it uh, for your daily expenses. You can use it for paying off your debts, for health care, uh, for long-term care, for home repairs and updates, fixing the house, the patio, doing some updates to it, adding some things to it, um, to lower your taxable income because when you're receiving money from that because it's come from a loan, you don't get taxed on it. So the, the funds you get out of it, you can use that as an income, but you're not being taxed because you're not actually working for it. It's not earned. It's not passive income. It's not a rental. It's just you're just taking money from your house. It's a loan, so you don't get taxed on it. You can also use it for an emergency line of credit. You can use it to help a child or grandchild with major expenses, like if they have a loan note. 
um, auto loan, I'm sorry, if they need it for an emergency, for medical costs, to take them to, so they can go to school, start a business, different things. You can also use it for, for a dream vacation, so you can even have some fun with it as well. Um, and of course, you can just spend it for more of more the things you love to do, like if you have any hobbies. Um, you wanted to start a business, you wanted it to start doing something, you wanted to, you like to travel, you like to go hiking. Um, any kind of hobby that you have, you, obviously you can use the money towards that as well. So um, how can it, how can you access the, 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 um, the reverse mortgage? Well, you get it as a one-time payment right when you get it. So you get a lump sum payment and it's tax-free. Um, you can also get steady tax-free monthly payments. So just think of it just like a social security. You get monthly payments on that. Um, another way is you use it as a line of credit. Like I mentioned, a credit card. You can use it as a safety net for later if it's used, if you need it. If you don't, you don't have to, whatever you use, that's what you owe. Whatever you don't use, you don't have to pay back. So you just have it as a, as a big credit card attached to the house. Um, and of course, you can also have a combination of any of these methods. So it could be a little bit of everything. A payment, some monthly payments, some of it's up there for line of credit. So you can choose however you want. So it's really flexible. Um, the money you receive from a reverse mortgage, like I said, can be used in any way you like. Uh, there are several methods of receiving funds and how you use this money depends on your retirement goals and your personal financial situation. Um, if there is an existing mortgage on your home, the money from the HECM is first used to pay off the balance. The remaining funds can be taken into any of the following distribution methods. Um, one of them can be life, un, life expected expenses. So instead of using an investment portfolio like you know, cashing on your ETFs, your stock market, things like that, your IRAs, your 401ks, whatever you have, your Roths, you can, you can use reverse mortgage. So this way you won't have to liquidate your stocks, your mutual funds, your bonds, or sell your house. Um, another life expected expense is the cost of living. So it's going to increase, so you can use it to combat inflation. Um, you know, higher prices in food and taxes and gas, etc. Another thing you can use it for is for real estate. You can use it to, um, to, to do fix and flips. So you buy houses and you flip them and you sell them. Use it for capital for that. Um, you can use it for an Airbnb, purchase a property, get a, get a house with that. Uh, rental properties, of course, you know, short term, like I said, uh, short term leases like Airbnbs or long term leases. We have people there for one to two years. Um, you can even use it for a purchase. So you can use it to upsize your house or downsize your house. Um, you know, upsize, get to a bigger house or downsize, you know, sell it for a smaller house. I do have a success story. That's my dad's success story. So my dad purchased a home about 35 years ago for about 150000 Um Actually, I don't remember what the balance was, but I think it was a lot shorter than a lot, maybe somewhere around. You know, he, he started at one fifty, but he refinanced it several times and it eventually grew. But uh, not too long ago, he paid it off. Um, so um, he paid it off, and the house at the time was worth about one fifty two hundred. Now it's worth over a million dollars. So um, he had a house that had equity of a million dollars. So he pulled out about five six hundred thousand. And uh, he used it as a line of credit. So it's a credit card. So he only uses what he wants or when he needs it. It was a success story because he got it right before the rates started to uh, to increase. Um, and of course, it was it was a very easy transaction. It wasn't that long. It was an FHA loan. And like I said, he has a safety net. So he can use that money for whatever he needs. So that's a success story. Um, what's another thing you can use a house for? You can also use it for vacations, like I mentioned earlier. 
Um, you can gift, you can get it as funds and gift it to a, an other property so they can purchase a property. So if someone has a reverse mortgage, they can pull the money out and give it to their children or grandchildren and they can use it as a down payment to buy a house. It's a lot of cool things you can do with the money. You can use it as business capital, like I mentioned earlier. Start a business with that. Um, you can use it for medical costs, for medications, treasuries, doctor visits, copays, and even for assisted living, assisted living nurses. So there's a lot of things you can do with a reverse mortgage. So just remember that there's different ways of getting a reverse mortgage. There's the, uh, the HECM. There's a HECM conversion, which means that you have an existing loan mortgage and you turn it into a HECM. Um, you get into both fixed and variable. So you get a fixed rate when you do the lump sum, and you get a variable rate when you choose to do the line of credit. That's the way that it typically works. Um, and, like I said, and, there's, and there's also combinations of that. Um, reverse mortgage for purchase, that's another thing. Like I mentioned earlier, a proprietary, you can also get it for a proprietary. Like I said, it's a reverse mortgage. That's not FHA. Rather, it's offered by a lender and they come up there. They're actually you know, funding you the money. It's not being insured by the FHA. They usually tend to give you a higher credit limit or have more access to more funds. However, it does come with a higher interest rate, just to keep in mind. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, remember there's multiple payouts you can do as a line of credit. You can do annual payments. You can do monthly payments. You can do a lump sum. You can cash out when you close right then and there. You can do it. it can be a combination of these things, or it could be for your life expected, um, you know, expenses or living, you know, living assisted living expenses, different things. Like I mentioned earlier, this this episode is going to take that long, so these are just a few basics about it. Now I'm going to go into the misconceptions about a reverse mortgage, the myth versus the fact. So I'm going to say what the myth is, and then I'm going to follow with the fact. Myth number one: the lender or government will own my home. Uh, you or your estate continues to retain ownership over your home's title. The lender does not take control of the title. The lender's interest is limited to the outstanding land balance as a lien on the property, so they can only get what's, what what you owe. Only what's only what you know what you use is what what they what they can uh, what they they can receive back. And remember, um, the only way you can really lose a home on default with reverse mortgage is just like any other typical mortgage. If you don't pay your insurance, you don't pay your taxes then the tax collector will put a lien and they will take the house. But it doesn't happen just like that overnight. It takes some time. They usually send warnings and different letters before that even goes that far. So if someone had a reverse mortgage and they lost it, well, the government didn't take it because the government never owned it. They just insured it. The bank probably took it because that person stopped making their payments. So even though you're not making a mortgage payment, you still have to keep a maintenance with the house. You still have to pay your insurance. And you still have to pay your taxes. You don't do your insurance or your taxes, then you know, the lender can uh, ask for it to be due. So another myth, myth number two, the reverse mortgage requires that I take monthly mortgage payments. There are never any monthly mortgage payments. The borrower is responsible for payment of property taxes, insurance, and the PIP applicable um, HOA dues. The general, the general upkeep of the home as well. So like I mentioned earlier, those three things, well, four things, the HOA dues, the upkeep of the home, the insurance and the taxes. Now myth number three, my children will be held responsible for the repayment. Fact, that's the myth. The fact is the reverse mortgage is a non-recourse loan. The lender can only derive repayment 
from the loan from the proceeds of the sale of the property. Even if the value of the home is dramatically reduced, you or your estate can never owe more than the value of the home. Although your IRS will not be responsible for the repayment, they have the option of repaying the loan or buying the house for themselves. So they can just pretty much pay off the mortgage and now they have now they keep the house. It stays within the family. Or like I said, they just sell the house. Myth number four, to qualify, my home must be debt-free and paid off free and clear. Fact, you can have a mortgage or other debt on your home's title as long as you have adequate equity in the property. The mortgage or debt, however, must be paid off with the proceeds of the reverse mortgage. In fact, many clients obtain a reverse mortgage for this reason, to get rid of their monthly mortgage payments. Myth number five. Reverse mortgage lenders just want to sell your house. You may remain in the home for as long as the terms are met. Should you decide to sell the home or move out, then the loan would become due and payable. Myth number six. If, a reverse, if I do a reverse mortgage, I will leave nothing for my kids. That's the myth. The fact is, it is possible the value of the property may appreciate over your lifetime. Interest will accrue on the outstanding loan amount and be added to the balance. The difference is retained equity. So it's based on what you owe and the interest versus how much the worth is how, how much is the house of the worth. They deduct that and that's what the equity is. Subtraction between those two things. And then that equity, that's when we that you will leave available to your kids. So um, if you want more specifics of how much it would it be, you know, if this happens 10 years, 20 years later down the road after you get a reverse mortgage, then you need to consult, um, look at an amortization table. For details and you can get that with the loan officer who's helping you do a reverse mortgage uh, myth number seven if i get a reverse mortgage i cannot sell my home the fact reverse mortgages is like any other loan if you sell your home that reverse mortgage will be paid off at closing there are no prepayment penalties for paying off or selling in the home in advance myth number eight if my lender or servicer changes, my loan terms can change. That's a myth. The fact is the terms of the loan are defined at closing and cannot be changed by law as long as the deed remains in force. Keep that in mind. So those are the misconceptions of having a reverse mortgage. If you have any questions regarding a reverse mortgage, whether it's a proprietary one, it's a FHA one, how do I qualify, what are the steps, um, reach out to me or reach out to any other loan officer who has access to reverse mortgage. Now, we'll tell you one thing when it comes to reverse mortgage, especially in the FHA, I know for a fact that you have to take some, you have to take, you have to consult with, with, uh, with someone first. And that's just part of the rules for the FHA. So the borrower has to consult with an agency or where someone's going to first talk to them about what a reverse mortgage is and how it works. Once they have a consultation and they have a certificate for that, then they can proceed with an, with uh, um, getting a consultation, getting an, and getting an application, and actually going into a reverse mortgage. That's something they have to do for a reverse mortgage because the last thing we want is someone getting a reverse mortgage that doesn't really understand what they're doing. They don't understand how it works. They don't understand that they don't have to pay a mortgage, but they still have to do pay their insurance and their taxes and whatnot. And they don't understand as how long they have to live in there or what what time it's due. So all these details, in fact, get, they 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 get. You know, you, they go over it with uh, when, when by someone who's appointed by the state that uh, that that's part of an agency or or, or some kind of association, 
And usually they're the ones that first start with the reverse mortgage application process. So you have to talk, they have to talk to them first and then you can proceed to actually submit an application and get in a, on a quote. So that's pretty much it for reverse mortgages. Um, you have any questions, reach out to me. You can reach out to me at Lionel Home Loans or Lionel Home Loans. That's for my Facebook. That's for my Instagram. Um, you can always, you know, if you have any questions about reverse mortgage or any other kind of mortgage, anything that has to do with finances, uh, reach out to me, spe specifically credit or business credit, something I specialize in. Um, if you have anything else, reach out to me as well. I, I also have a, a life insurance disability license. So if you have, you need help with a, a term insurance, an annuity, a universal, a whole life, reach out to me. I can help you with that as well. Um, so that pretty much, that's pretty much it. I'm going to have some more episodes coming up soon. One will include all doc, all document, all documentation loans, which are loans that you only use with, for example, a one year tax return. You don't use any documentation at all. You use a 1099, use a bank statements to qualify. These are alternate documentation loans. So they are going to be different from your traditional mortgage where the interest might be higher and even the down payment is going to be bigger. Um, but you can, you, but the way that you leverage, what you leverage or how you, how you're able to, how you're able to overcome those things is you have really good credit. You have really good credit. And like, cause you have a good down payment and these are alternate doc loans that are not necessarily, or not usually not offered at banks. Usually mortgage companies or mortgage brokers have access to this. Um, there's a lot of different loans out there. Don't just think there's just the FHA, the VA, or the traditional conventional. There's a lot of uh, loans. Um, and sometimes these are the best loans just to get your foot in the door. And then eventually you want to, you know, you want to refinance a conventional loan, which has a much lower interest rate. But these loans are good just to get you started. Uh, so that's, I'm going to talk about those loans soon. And I'm going to have some more episodes with guest speakers. Uh, shout out to Lino. Lino Perez, I was my most previous one with the financial advisor. Uh, Shout out to Andres Bocaletti. That was another dope episode. That was with, uh, he was a financial consultant. And we got some more guest speakers, um, episodes coming up soon. With entrepreneurs, um, anyone out there who's listening who wants to be part of the episode or part of an op a podcast, reach out to me. If you're in the finance world and if you're not, let's say you just own a business, you do clothing or you do something else, reach out to me. There's a lot of people that want to hear your story and need someone, some inspiration or someone to let them know that they made it and that you know, they're struggling just the way you are, but you're able to do it. And that might give them the confidence or the push that they need to move forward. Aside from that, thank you for listening. Um, look forward to the next episode. I hope you guys, guys like this episode and I got some more stuff coming up. On that, thank you and have a good night.